Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de VIX, Consuelo, disponible en la app de VIX, ya. Becoming a mother comes with a roller coaster of emotions. You're constantly discovering how to deal with your new reality, your new baby, your new schedule, your new priorities, and of course, the new you. Even though how you see yourself is important, how others perceive you, especially your loved ones, could be extremely eye-opening. Today, we interview two of our closest family members to see how they think motherhood has changed us. We read the books, we bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay, because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Hello, welcome. Today I think is going to be pretty fun and different. It's either going to be really good or, or really already emotional too. <laughs> I'm no, excited. I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry though. My mother's moment of the week. This is kind of lame, but basically last night Victoria slept through the night. I never did sleep training, so we we're not going to double click on that. But she slept through the night, which is a really big deal. And of course, I woke up with nightmares about her at 6.30 in the morning and couldn't sleep. So yeah, I'm just killing it at the mom game here. <laughs> Losing <laughs> One night, hearts. one night. Okay, so my mother's moment with Ford, he's just a lot more active, right? So I used to have a very strict schedule with him where I woke up, you know, he gets up usually like at 6.15, gave him his milk. I would leave him in his crib playing for like maybe like 20 minutes. Then I would take him out, I would read a book, then I would put him back into, you know, so mm -hmm. now he just wants to play all the time, <laughs> which is fun for him, but not so fun for me at six. Get morning. ready. <laughs> but it's also very exciting. I always say this. I think it was a high moment for me because he's like a real human. Yeah. I actually have to interact with him the entire time. Yeah. So it's time consuming, but it's also very exciting. He's sitting up also. So I think that's a big one for me, like really sitting up, not like, like, a, like, like a little a man. He's like like sitting in like the boss chair. So I'm excited for that. So that was my moment. I think the more independent Ford and the more active Ford this week. Nice. All right. Okay, so the time has come. We're going to introduce our very special and mysterious guest. So we wanted to get the perspective of, I, I think, are probably the two closest people that we have because they have really been with us. Other people have, but these two specifically have been with us from the very beginning, I think, since we brought Victoria and Ford home. So we're going to welcome Juan, which is Karen's husband. Hello, hello. I am very honored to be here <laughs> this early in the game. I thought they're gonna invite me like episode 100. But... Oh, you assumed you were getting invited? Okay. At some point. I mean, I don't know. So welcome Juan, thank you so much for finding the time to join us. And I am welcoming my sister Paloma. Hi. Yeah, I actually had to fight for the spot because it's between <laughs> my mom or me. So we're a very small group. It's just literally kind of like us three girls and now the man of the family family forward but yeah I, I literally had to like fight and take this spot so I'm also super honored well we're so glad you're both here I, so I'm, I think I'm like the big crier here so I promise I'm gonna try I, and not no, cry you're not really oh, I'm so glad I'm so glad I need, I need other again. Karen, Karen is going to cry <laughs> So we're hoping that this is also a learning experience for everyone. I think we very, very seldomly do we stop 
and ask someone else, you know, like, am I doing a good job? Can I improve somewhere else? I don't know. I just, first of all, we don't have any time, right? Yeah. We have such limited time that we just like go, go, go on the run all the time. And when you have time, you're probably really tired. Yes. So you're like, I don't want to talk deep things. I don't want to talk about my feelings and what I need to improve right now. I'm tired. Do you think you're going to coincide a lot with Juan? Like your perspective with his or? I think he might be a little bit nicer to me than I am. This is usually <laughs> the case. I mean, I don't know. We've known each other, what, seven, a little over seven years years now he's and nodding very aggressively yeah he <laughs> I'm sorry yeah yeah he's, he's a lot nicer to me than I am and vice versa by the way okay so we'll start with the first question which I think is what is and I'll start with you Paloma what is the biggest surprise that you discovered once I became a mother I think I have like two during your pregnancy I thought you were gonna just be like a nervous mess for nine months <laughs> and like I just thought you were gonna be freaking out about everything but you were actually so calm throughout basically the majority of your pregnancy I mean currently I live in New York but I was able to join you and be with you the last couple months and you were just so chill like literally we were talking about this earlier you were having contractions and you looked at me and you're like oh I don't think that's anything I think I had like a bad taco earlier and like <laughs> I think that was like the meal by the way which is not a good idea because I ended up going to the hospital way too late yeah 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 like my, but like that was surprising for me out of me for like way too long and that's why I ended up yeah. having a c-section but yeah that was very surprising for me because I thought you were going to be at the hospital like six months into the nine months and be like okay <laughs> or something so you were very very calm and and then now you as a mother, you are so lovable. Like something about our family since we're so close and so tight knit, like we're so on top of each other. Like in Spanish, like we're chicle, like we're gum. Yeah. We say, we tell each other, I love you every single day, every <laughs> minute. So like nice, she'll be That's like, can really you take special. out the trash? I love you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> So I, now I didn't think it was like even more possible for you to be even more loving to this tiny oh. human that you just met. I know. <laughs> Who is he? Who I know. He, we'll right? keep him. We'll keep him. I know. I <laughs> <laughs> okay, Juan, what surprised you about Karen when she became a mother? I wouldn't say I was surprised. I think I was just very moved. Karen's a very generous person. I always say that. I always tell her that to a fault, I think, because she puts others before her all the time. In this case, that's great because she has a baby. Oh my God, plot um, twist. The on is going to cry. Oh, <laughs> you're crying already. Oh my gosh. We probably not, did not invite them just to hear all these nice things. We're going to get to like... This yeah, episode yeah. is for you to love us too. Right. So. No, but it's <laughs> you know, honest. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's honest. It's honest. That generosity and I think the motherly instincts just come out. I remember day one that Victoria was born and Karen was struggling with breastfeeding big time and the milk was just not coming out. I just remember her putting Victoria up to her breast and getting her to just do what she needs to do. And Victoria would do the little baby sucking and nothing <laughs> would come out. And like that broke my heart. And at the same time, just made me love her more because I just saw this woman who had just gone through like nine months of carrying this child, now putting in all this effort, even though she literally just went through surgery to give this baby what she needed. I mean, I cried for like five days in a row, <laughs> intermittently when Victoria was born but I knew that she had it in her I knew way before that she had it in her so I knew that she was gonna be great but you know we can talk about later how that can also be a problem oh wow <laughs> what a cliffhanger oh I feel like you also struggled um, a little bit with your breastfeeding journey too I firsthand saw that I remember we would wake up every morning 
3 a.m. We would have like specific hours that we would wake up and then I would just hit her and be like, okay, let's get up and we would <laughs> pump. And the breastfeeding journey is very emotional and very difficult and not something that I expected. I know. I think also because I don't know if we're type A or overachievers or just... No, we are. I mean, I'm sure we're doing a fine job. We just wanted mm -hmm. to do an extraordinary job. And yes. Yeah, I think you envision yourself doing things a certain way and you're like, okay, now's the time. Coach, put me in. Like, I can do this. And then... I mean, I also think I literally bought bags and bags because in my mind, I was going to freeze so much milk. Oh, you were way ahead. Going yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was going back to work, this is, I was visualizing myself doing that. Mm -hmm. And when I did not find myself overfilling those bags, I was like, I was literally like breastfeeding and pumping just enough, you know, for the baby. And you had a coworker who would send you photos. Oh Be like, do not do that, guys, please. If you're over breastfeeding, oh. over pumping or, you know, just, I know it's motivation, I guess, or inspirational for others, but it, it can, can be it, It's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. I think that applies to so many topics when you become a mom where someone maybe in an intention to motivate you shares something like look this is right. the light at the end of the tunnel but might be a different journey yeah. for I that mean, other I did person. love breastfeeding itself like it was very easy for me once he latched I feel like I wanted to produce more and more and more yeah. so when I did go back to work I would have enough and I just it was not enough. Paloma you said you had two things. Well just like one how calm she was during the pregnancy mm -hmm. and then how much more loving she can be to this person that she carried for nine months but technically it's a human that you barely even know and <laughs> you look at him and you say like I just look at you sometimes and you're like I love you so much and like we cry we, like sometimes <laughs> we literally just stare at him and we look at each other and we just start, I mean, I yeah. tears start coming down we our do face that. because we just love him so much like you said earlier, he's becoming an actual human. No, like know, his personality. His personality yeah. is, is, so is shining and through. and Something that we talk about all the time is how a human so small can take up so much space in your family, in your heart, in everything. Like Victoria is a teeny tiny human sitting at the table, but like it's so much. Like she's part of everything we talk about and it's just amazing how they have that power. Okay, so what is one thing that you didn't know about us before that then you learned, noticed about us as we kind of step into this new role as moms. Juan. I think in situations like this, everything gets exacerbated and like magnified. So all the good things become really good and all the bad things mm -hmm. become also worse. Right. It's hard for me to say bad things about Karen because she beats me up very hard. No, because, wow. no, because, I, because I'm I can't. Right here. No, because I really I think. Live in I fear. Because, <laughs> Help. I really think she's awesome. But she does have. Maybe there's a controlling side to you that you want people to. She's definitely. Honestly, wait. Quita del filtro. Let's she's go. She's the mom. Just say just it. Say it but if, Come in. I'm so, not, we're going to stay together no, but after she's, the, she's, the, she's the mom. On blink twice if you need help. <laughs> I will save you. No, but she's the mom. So she's doing, I always say this, she's like way ahead of me when it comes to like the parenting. Right. You know, I hang out with the baby. I change her diapers. I give her a bath. It's not that I don't do things with Victoria. I do. But I always feel like I'm running behind in having to build a connection with her because my wife is like ahead of me. And I see this reflected in the moment where like I call Victoria to my arms and she's like, mama, mama. And I'm like, damn it. Aww. You know, it yeah. breaks my heart a little bit. I want her to, you know, sometimes she wants to come to me, but I have to really put in the time for that. Karen, did you know that that's how he felt? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you know, this I'm is aware that we talk about this a lot because that situation of Victoria always wanting to be with me and stuff is something that 
it's like beautiful, but it's also very suffocating for me. So sometimes I'm like, come on, Juan. And I'm like, you have to do more with her. But like, it's hard. And I also have had to think about how that makes him feel. It's very hard for him as well. And the thing is that when I'm trying to do the things, I guess be more present, I'm sounding like I'm not ever there, but no, that's no, no, not no, the case. Very, it's just so little. I think once they develop, you know, once they get older and... Yeah, yeah. I, I have that. I hold that hope it's uh, gonna in my heart. It's going to flip at some point. But She's, what yeah. I'm saying is that sometimes when I'm trying to do the things, I have Coach Karen right there. No, but you're supposed so, to do that. And I'm like, bro, let me mess it up. And let me learn as well, you know, and she's going to be okay. You I know? definitely yeah. have something to say about that as well, <laughs> about my dear sister here. Yeah. I would say that something that surprises me about you is, it's funny because it's like a counteract. You put so much on your plate, like as if you didn't have enough work, you decided to start a podcast. Like <laughs> I literally, when you told me this idea, I was like, how are you going to do this? Like you're a mom now, like you need to prioritize, you know, your options and your things, but you somehow always make it work and that is very surprising because this time I'm like nope it's not gonna be done prove me wrong it's not gonna be done and you make it work but on the other side of that you love forts and like you love your quality time with forts so much you can just drop the million things that you have and just like go to him I'm getting emotional. <laughs> she like, does scream at me sometimes. Like if I delegate, right? Like if I'm like, okay, yeah, you delegate I'm a lot. Go work out. Can you please watch the baby for you know 20 minutes, 30 minutes? And I'll like, why is my baby crying? I'm like, because he's I'll a go baby. Back and I was, okay, you do your thing, and I just. Let it go. Like, I have a really hard time, and I know that. Kind of, like, letting go if I'm right there. I know we need to do that for the sake of the baby, for the sake of ourselves, and for the sake of the people who are trying to create their own connection. But what I feel, personally, and Juan, I'm sorry, that I, you know, I'm there, like, coach or whatever, and I'll try to be more... You see, so much progress already in this podcast. But I think I have a physiological response when I hear her crying that I can't help myself. And I'm just like, oh! Like, I feel it in my body. I don't know yeah. how to tell... Like, I don't know how to express it, but, like, I literally feel physical something I agree. when I she agree. cries. It's very and, and true. I, like, I want to deal with it and, like, I want to stop the crying, but before I know it, she's already, like, over my shoulder and she's like, give them to me, give them to me. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I, oh my gosh. I try you know? to be mindful of that. I don't, like, discard that at all. Part of the reason why I want to be there more for Karen is to take that burden off. I want to help. It's almost like, Karen's like, I need more help and then, then you'll give like, me no, the I'll help. I want to tell you how to do the help. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. at some point, there needs Where to be a compromise. But exactly. I will, to be fair, I will say that I do the same thing with my brother, with my mom, when they are playing with Victoria and I see that it's not happening the way I think it should be happening because I spend more time with Victoria than them. I'm like, right. no, mom, you have to do it this too. way. So yeah, we all do it. For sure. So I'm also trying to get better at that myself so that I can let them develop their own, okay. their own thing. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Catherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo. Disponible en la app de Biggs, ya. Let's talk about work and baby. Because I feel like I did a pretty okay transition going back to work. I would agree with you, yeah. I don't have anything <laughs> negative to say about that. But also given that we are in a pandemic, it is a little bit interesting with your job, you know, as a... I have the setup is a little uncomfortable. Yeah, as an anchor, yeah. this random TV show that you do, you know. <laughs> um, you have your in-home studio, so you do like a couple of days at home. So I feel like the transition has been easy for you because of the situation that we're in. Okay. But I feel like... Had we not been in a pandemic, you would have been crying at your desk every day. Okay. 
<laughs> I had a hard time. So my first day back at work, I actually went on a plane and went to LA and was oh. gone for, it was my first trip away from Victoria and I was gone for four days. Yeah, and I it was the longest you would have done that. Four days think. of my life. Because the pre-baby, Karen, which Juan knows very well, is like, go big or go home. Like, don't do anything at all unless you're gonna go all the way. And so I was like, I'm back at work, let's go. Let me go to this offsite, <laughs> let me see what's going on, whatever. And like that completely backfired. That was a terrible idea. Juan stayed with the baby. I think so. How would you rate her transition into work? Yeah, give me a grade. An A. I just remember that you were crying a lot. You were having second thoughts a lot. You were feeling terrible when you were a mom about your career, kind of the death of my career, basically. Uh, and then when you're going back to work and take that part of yourself back, the guilt, now she's feeling terrible about like, oh, I'm a career woman and what a terrible person. I should be home with my baby. Meanwhile, I had a, I had a rough week with the baby, but <laughs> I have this picture that is a great memory of that week. I had just finished giving her a bath and I have her wrapped in a towel and I took a selfie of us and she is like smiling de oreja a oreja, like ear to ear, like we say in Spanish. Wow. I don't even know if that makes sense in English, but I was like, what a, what a great moment. And, and I wrote this week, kicked my ass, but I think I'm a better dad now. So one of my worst moments was yeah. one of your best. That's good. No, but it, but it it's is. Life. It it's is, life. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, good. But I guess Juan means like he was really, he was thrown into the deep end. Exactly. Right? Yeah, he kind of exactly. figured out yeah. and needed work and he got to the other side of the pool and yeah. he was fine. And it turned yeah. out okay because I had way worse moments when she was in town, but she was away like at FIU. And, and, <laughs> and I'm like, and I have a horrible situation going on with the baby and I don't want to call her because she's her brother's graduation and I don't want to interrupt that, was that a bad, That was a bad day. And Victoria's just, I could not put her to sleep to save my life and she's crying and she wasn't, she was very little still, and she was just crying, 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 and I just could not get her to stop. I got very mad at myself for being a terrible dad, for not being able to do just a simple thing with my daughter. It took me forever to put her to sleep. I finally, I couldn't do it in my arms. I put her down in the crib, and she kind of cried herself to sleep, and I just stayed there for like 40 minutes holding her hand, and as soon as she was done, I went to the bathroom, and I cried. Aww. Like... I hadn't cried that much since, like, my dad had died. Like, it was, I just bawling out. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like my morning routine. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to motherhood. And then Karen texts me, she's like, how's everything with the baby? And I'm like, wow, boy. Wait till oh, you good. get home. Yeah. It's yeah. funny, every time we talk about emotional moments, I'm always like, no, I wasn't that emotional. I wasn't that. But then my sister's like, okay, let me remind you, you did have a few emotional oh, moments. Oh, my God. You're so emotional. That is something that... But the first weeks. You're still emotional. What are you doing? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember when he was first born, my sister and I have these little jokes like, you're so cute. I could just squish you, but like, I can't squish you that hard because you're going to die. But, but I love you. And I did that to Ford. She's like, why would you say that? Now he's going to die. I'm like, I'm literally, I'm like, what is wrong like, with this you? Is like, an inside joke. What's wrong I, with you? I literally you? told her, I was like, Pamela, you need to breathe. This is literally our joke. I want to ask you guys a question. <laughs> oh Do you guys God. feel you? You have Mamzilla moments. Yes. Oh, are, that's for you, her? That's for her? For, for both yeah. of you. Are you like, I'm being such a mom right now. Like, do you yes. guys notice yes. that? And can you give an example? The podcast that we're on now. <laughs> yeah, I need right. a whole new platform to just vent about them. No. So for example, that morning, I think it was the first, that instant for me, I looked at him and I go, is something happened to him? I literally, it was the first moment that I felt when people say this, that you love someone so much that it's something like, that hurts you. I had never experienced that ever. No, never, never. Oh. And I know so, I don't want to sound 
too cheesy, but this is the only way to describe it. It was that moment when she said that. I just, the thought of it, somehow I connected it with something yeah. happening to him. And I looked at Ford and I was like, oh my God, if I know I go, if something happens to him, like I would die. Like I couldn't cope with the idea of that. One of the new things that motherhood has taught me was that you're always worried. Like yeah. I'm always mm -hmm. worried yeah. that something... Yeah made happen, you know, and you try to make a safe environment and everything's going to be fine and be positive because I do consider myself a very optimistic person. But that was the first time that I really had like that gut fear feeling of yeah. like... I completely hear you there because I actually also am a very optimistic person and I'm generally like positive and, you know, try to give the better outlook on things. Juan is Argentinian and very pessimistic. Um, so this <laughs> contrast is big in yeah. our life. I mean, what it is is anxiety and it is a fear that is just like a flat line in my mind at least all the time without going too far look Victoria's a year and a half this morning I said I woke up early because I had a nightmare whatever my nightmare was about her I literally woke up with palpitations it was horrible and I was waiting for her to wake up because I'm like can you please move I was staring at the monitor I'm like just oh gosh, move we do that all the just time. move and it still happens it's crazy I dreamt that I left her in the car I mean sorry I don't mean to be a downer but like but you live with this kind of stuff every single day and then you have to just snap out of it let's go and put on a smiley face and keep going It's very, and I'm like, does this go away? And then I ask my mom and she says, no. So, <laughs> and I'm 36. So like, I don't know. <laughs> But how do you guys find the balance? Because like, you can't be so over anxious that where you shelter your kid. But I, I don't think I am. And then you don't make them do any, and then they can't do anything. No, I don't, I don't like those like overprotective. Right. Right. I, no, I want to no. consider myself an overprotective. Which is why I like pride myself in being like the fun, cool aunt, <laughs> you know? Because like, I feel like we have that little balance too, where I'm like, um, for do that, do that. And you're like, no, we can't do that, you know? So I feel like that's a good balance. But I don't think you're like super overprotective but that anxiety that you guys have. Yeah, I, I mean, like and for me, it's surprising because I never experienced that and I never would even imagine myself going yeah. through something yeah. feeling that. Mm -hmm. So that really like caught me off guard. But I think once I became aware of it, I controlled it more. So now I think I focus more on all the happy and positive and just I'm it's overwhelmed an with joy. And I remember job. Juan told me this one time. She's like, it's like a mind, like, I don't want to say the bad word, but <laughs> it's, it's like a mind <laughs> game. It's a mind fuck. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. Because you're just so overwhelmed and so happy and so, you know, this... Every Everything, you're every, yeah. And then there's so much other feelings that you never. But then you can have that one thought, and you're like, oh my god, wait, what if Ford's like not breathing? Oh my god, he's not breathing, know, and then you just like spiral. Um, I think I've gotten better, obviously, but on a daily basis, I think I'm just so overwhelmed with joy, mm -hmm. really. And I don't mean to sound like too cheesy either. Or every day I wake up very grateful. I think it's a, if more of a sense of gratitude every day. Like my son's healthy, he's growing great, he's strong, he's he's funny, he's smart. Like now his little personality is coming out. He's a genius, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Do you, have you ever felt, Juan, this kind of fear? or Because I wonder if it's just a mom thing. Like, I don't know. Not that you speak for all dads in the world, but like, mm. as Victoria's dad, do you ever have that? All the time. I think the mother always has the burden uh, or a bigger I burden. I don't call it burden. Right. No, but I'm saying like the burden of just feeling that you have to be there. I mean, you like... Yeah, but I don't know if burden feels like a very, like a curse, you know? No, but what I'm saying is... No, uh, yeah, I just feel like whatever you feel is like times 10. Exactly, the that's feels. exactly, so like, thank you. If you feel like I, you're, you're at 100, I can't even imagine what the moms are at. Yeah, the sense know? of responsibility, I think, on the mom, it has to be 
way worse than on the dot. And I don't mean to say that that's don't give a shit or it's not like that at all. It's just, I'm a guy, so I would never even try to pretend to know what it's like to be a mother instead of a father. But from what I see, it's a very intense journey. And I think that that's get the easier end of that in our situation, at least. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't, I don't mean yeah, to yeah, speak. Yeah. No, we're speaking uh, for, from our own experiences you know, and feelings. But I do have these horrible thoughts of like, what if something happens to her? I actually have a real life story that freaked me out for like a good 48 hours. It was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. We were in North Carolina on vacation at an Airbnb. Karen was taking a work call because we take time off, but you know, Karen takes calls (laughs) and and so do I sometimes. And so I was entertaining Victoria and I took her for a bike ride and the baby seat was in on Karen's bicycle. So I took Karen's bike, and I took Victoria. Victoria is sitting in front to one of these seats that she's sitting like between your arms, basically. Mm-hmm. And we went for a ride, and it was really nice. And it was, you know, kind of short, just around that little farm that we were staying at. And we came back to the house, and the next day we're leaving. So I'm putting all the stuff back in the car, and I'm putting the bikes on the bike rack. And as I put Karen's bike on the bike rack, the front wheel, it just literally fell off the bike. Wow. And it turns out that the wheel was loose the entire time. And by the grace of God, the wheel didn't come off when we were riding, which would have meant that we would have both fallen forward and I would have fallen on top of my daughter, who was barely a year old at that time. Even though nothing happened, I was just left thinking of that. And I was driving on the highway later that night and it was late. It was hours after everything. I mean, this had happened the day before and I was still, still like... It was haunting you. Completely. It was haunting me. That's the word. And you think about those things or you think about how like, I don't know, sometimes I'm carrying her for a long time and we're walking around and we're doing this and we're doing that. And I'm always very careful not to trip on anything or if something's a little slippery or whatever. You know, we get home, I give her to the nanny or I give her to Karen or whatever. She's sleeping. And then I'm just sitting there thinking, remembering what a great day we had. And I'm like, what if I would have fallen? And, and so I you just, do have that. Well, I didn't know the you time. had that. I didn't know you uh, had this. The pessimistic Argentinian is always there. But <laughs> what could have gone wrong that didn't, wow. you know? Parenting is okay. ex- exhausting, guys. I'm going to be here as the aunt, <laughs> you know. <laughs> on my way I think my role as an aunt is winning at the moment because <laughs> although I have those moments with Ford and with you I just know I get to just like have the most fun with this baby and like kind of give him back and afterwards. then go home <laughs> I know okay yeah. so we have this quick little one so these are rapid okay. fires just response oh my god okay so you go you start you start <laughs> so this is about me obviously but so you finish it I hated it when you Micromanage. Wow, that was. Yeah, you didn't mean there was like not even. I'll a take micromanage for five hundred. Okay. Yes, okay. Yeah, just, I can see that. That has been a hot topic, you know. I mean, I do ask for a lot of help, so I do delegate a lot. But I guess I, know, I just don't fully let go. You don't fully let go. I think that you should fully let go sometimes, like Juan said, and we can learn from our own mistakes, you know, God forbid. But like at the end of the day, like things are gonna get done. The baby will be put to sleep, and you gotta let me do it sometimes. I just I. I really like you. I think you're great. I think you're great. I think you're a pain in the ass sometimes with certain things and I wish you would just stop. And I guess the word might be, I hate it when I do something out of my best effort and my best heart and it's not good enough for for you. And then it's like, no, but I'm going to give an example. One day, 
Karen, as I mentioned earlier, has sometimes a hard time in the morning because Victoria wakes up early and we're tired. She barely sleeps and she tends to the baby because I've tried tending to the baby and the baby's like at four in the morning, mama, mama, even though I go and I'm like, all right, fine. Well, I tried. So now I'm going back to bed. So Karen's very tired. And so in the morning she has to prepare breakfast. Victoria's already a toddler. She's running around. She's knocking shit down in the, the house. She's getting herself in, uh, you know, unknown dangers and she has to be looked after. And sometimes... I'm either, you know, I'm delayed a little bit because I'm waking up, I'm, you know, catching my breath or whatever it is, even though I was just sleeping. But so one day I stay with Victoria in the room entertaining her while Karen's making breakfast. And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm giving my wife a break. She can be in the kitchen having, yeah, I know she's making something, doing something for the baby, but at least she can kind of be in her own world and relax a little bit while... I spent some time with Victoria. This is great. Yeah, you're like, I'm killing it. I'm nailing it. We're both winning here. You know, she gets a break from the baby. I get time with the baby. I'm reading her books, whatever, whatever. And then at some point she's like, can you guys come to the kitchen, please? And I'm like, yeah. And she's kind of pissed. I'm like, yeah? Are you okay? Well, you know, you guys are there in the room and I'm... And I feel like I'm here in the kitchen cooking for everybody. And I'm, and I'm like... And you thought you were doing something nice. I thought nice. I was helping you. I didn't know that. I, and I don't know. I'm trying. I guess, I'm sorry. I'm assumed I was giving you a break. But you weren't happy about it. But now I feel like shit. And I thought I was doing something right. And, and that, you guys I'm are like, good communicators, both of you. Right? Mm, I feel like you guys... Mm, I, see, this yeah, is, that's exactly know. what happened there. Where I think sometimes, like... It's a miscommunication. It's better to over-communicate and say, Hey, I'm going to stay with the baby in the room and play with her... So you can be here, like, and chill, you know, versus, like, because maybe that day, that's not what I wanted. And I'm difficult to read sometimes. And because I, Karen doesn't ask for help. So the same okay. way that she's saying this, I'm always option A or option B. Karen, do you want me to stay with the baby or do you want me to make breakfast? And this is exactly what works with toddlers. You know, with toddlers, they tell you to do that. They tell them, like, do you want apples or bananas? Yeah, because I want, to co- I want to cover my ass. I want to, be like, I want to make sure I'm doing Great. what you want me to do. I'm a toddler. Because I want you to be happy. Okay, let's go to the next one, because now that you're in a real one. Karen, I admire the most... Your generosity and your your endurance, because you just continue to do new things for Victoria. Like, I see Karen walk in with, like, a Montessori something. (laughs) And I'm like, what is this? No, Victoria is now going to learn how to draw, but she's also (laughs) going to do with these crayons that also don't stain the walls, and they're washable. And and Victoria already has 10,000 other things that Karen brought for her and did for her. And meanwhile, Karen's also, like, taking a course on how to be better at making Victoria sleep on her own. Also has now developed 10,000 recipes with vegetables and gluten-free and also this and also that. I just, what have I been doing? I've been reading the baby books. Absolutely nothing, Juan. <laughs> Holy shit. You set the bar very, very high. There's this, this episode that Karen described to me that was like, kind of broke my heart in a good way. I think you had just come back from the hospital and you showered for the first time mm-hmm. and Juan was helping you. Yeah. And you were just feeling... I don't know if it was depressed the word, but just overwhelmed. Good and yeah, yeah. And then the way that you describe Juan kind of just that endurance, let's say, and that generosity is something that needs balance, and that balance is Juan. You know, Juan is the one who I have no generosity. She has a bit <laughs> no. So way to a take a good moment. And turn it. <laughs> yeah. No, no but that I mean, so it's almost like a car that is were like you just back from the hospital that day. That day, and where you had to remember, you had to come and help me finish washing yeah, my and legs. I, and yeah, when I heard that episode, I didn't even remember that I did that. So I guess I do things You're great. that are nice, but I just I forget them. <laughs> 
<laughs> but people remember them, so it's good. No, we remember them. It's yeah. crazy, like what some people think as a little moment is like a, such a huge moment, you know, for the next yeah. person. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I like, didn't even know that the bike thing was so impactful for you. Like, I, oh for me, I thought actually when you were starting to share something, I thought you were going to talk about when you were in LA. Oh, um, that also sucked. Yes. But, <laughs> but I mean, I, it didn't even register for me that the bike thing like affected you like that. So, I mean, I think it's, we all go through this, although we're all going through the same journey, we're going through it in very different ways. And yeah. all, I mean, for those you know, who didn't hear the other episode, it's pretty much Juan reminding Karen how mm. much she had given him already with the yeah. baby and how much she had gone through and, you know, to not be so hard on herself that... Yeah. Yeah, I, I tell her constantly. All the time. To not be so hard on herself. She's doing an amazing job, and Victoria is like living proof of that um, overachiever. Yeah, <laughs> I think okay. you. What do you admire the most about um, <laughs> I admire, what I admire is that although you became a mom, I feel like I didn't lose you as a sister. Aww. Um, That's awesome. That's so I nice. That Damn. you have grown so much as a mom, but. I feel like we've grown closer as well. So that's a little selfish moment on my part. And obviously I know that you love Ford, but I'm, I've always been like the youngest daughter and you've always been my role model and my, my idol and stuff. So, oh boy. <laughs> so I feel like we've grown closer as siblings um, and you're better for that. And I'm better for that. And we're better at that together for Ford. So. We're all crying here. <laughs> no, but that makes sense. I think sometimes we do tend to lose ourselves yeah. um, because we have taken on this new role and this new identity as a mom. And, you know, like, you're Victoria's mom and I'm Ford's mom. But we also had other relationships, right, yeah. before they came yeah, like into our lives. Like, you're still a sister, you know. And I feel like we have new roles as well. Like, mom is now a grandma. Um, and she has taken this whole role and she's been doing great with it. And, like, I'm now an aunt and I take so much pride in it as well. But, yeah, we can't remember our roots. Where we came yeah, from. Yeah, no, and we don't want to also, I mean, I also have you don't 25,000 best friends that I love and to death, and I think I've done a very good job, and I had to pat myself in the back. <laughs> good, yeah. Um, at balancing that, right? Like yeah. finding a way to incorporate Ford into our lives, into a routine, but also not just lose yourself. Yeah, you know, just kind of like not putting aside or not taking care of all the other yeah. relationships that I have. In that. true mom guilt fashion, I am literally running through my head, and I'm like, I need to text really? my brother. I need to, like, whatever. Like, yeah. this is. This is so nice. This yeah. is so good. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's super important because I just love you so much and like I love how you love Ford and we just love each other. I don't know. I know. We're, we're, such a, <laughs> we're such a like mushy, that, that was, that family. That was extremely wholesome to witness. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And I just thank you guys for inviting me on the podcast because... It's so much fun. I love it. We're just Thank you. No, I, I learned something. You're amazing, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, this is a fun exercise. Maybe, maybe it was a glass of wine. You may do this with your husband or with even with your mom, too. I think grandmas yeah. have a for different sure. perspective, and I think they're for very sure. involved as well. So I guess whoever you're closest to, just maybe sit down one day and kind of just get a sense of, like, how's how motherhood? Doing? Yeah, how am I doing? And how has motherhood changed me? Or And be open to listen and, and take yeah. that feedback and, you know, evolve if you think necessary. Thank you so much. And as always, uh, please make sure to check out our Instagram at motherish and let us know if there's anything you would like for us to talk about. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thanks. Thank you, everyone. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo. Disponible en la app de Biggs, Jack. 